0: High Praise Podcast. Hey, everybody. This is Pastor Joshua, Lead Pastor here at High Praise, and I want to thank you for downloading today's podcast. We know that this message is going to encourage, And bless you so I want you to open up your heart and receive what the Lord has for you today from Pastor Stacy and myself we want to say Happy New Year to everybody we uh, sang the song this morning and one of the lines uh, is your greatest days are yet ahead that's not just a line we're singing a song it's something that we believe it's something that we declare over your life and over your family can you just look at somebody that's next to you and that's near you and just say, your greatest days are yet ahead. And tell somebody on the other side, your greatest days are yet ahead. You know, it's important that we grab a hold of that, that we believe that. The Bible says that we go from glory to glory. How many of you know God, God has a greater realm, a greater expanse of glory that he wants to open to us for us to begin to move into? And I believe there's some things that maybe you didn't experience Uh, the fullness of what God had for you in 2022, but I believe uh, you're not too late and you can experience it in 2023, amen? Maybe you were standing and believing for healing, you didn't see it transpire. Well, listen, I believe that healing is still yours; it belongs to you, and this is the day of the manifestation of His glory and His power within your life. How many of you right now are believing for prodigals to come home? Anybody believing for prodigals? Listen, they may not have came in in 2022, but Hallelujah, we're in a new year, and praise the Lord. Nothing like seeing them come home in 2023. Amen. And you know what? We saw some prodigals come home this past year. We saw some great things happen. We saw some great deliverances, some great manifestation of God's glory. We've seen people say, seen people baptized in the Holy Spirit, seen those who had fallen away actually come back to the Lord. We've seen families reunited. We've seen families reunited. Now, if you weren't here for our Christmas Eve service, I'd encourage you Uh, just to go back and watch it online or you can actually go to my Facebook page. I posted it there. But also, there's a video that we actually ran during our Christmas Eve celebration. And for you that were here, know exactly what I'm talking about. And you saw the the different people. These were all people within our church. Bruce Brogdon actually got up and he said, "I, I I had stage two cancer. God healed me. Hallelujah. I was stillborn. God resurrected me. Amen. How many know we serve the God of the resurrection? Our family of four was broken. This was the big shocker right here. Our family of five is now restored. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen, if he'll do it for them, he'll do it for you. If he listen, I know if he'll do it for Bruce Brogdon, he'll definitely do it for you right isn't that right janet that's what you told me to tell everybody if he'll do it for bruce wrong then he'll definitely do it for you amen tell somebody if he'll do it for bruce he'll do it for you praise god hey if he'll do it for josiah he'll do it for you amen if he'll do it for garrett and becca he'll do it for you he's not a respecter of persons that's what james said james said in his writings he said that god is not a respecter of persons Which means this, everything that he does for one, he'll do for all. If he healed one, he'll heal all. If he healed their marriage and he brought their family back together, listen, he'll do it for your marriage and he'll do it for your family. If he brought prodigals home, praise God, he'll bring your prodigal home. Amen? It's wonderful to see how God has, used. and I don't want to embarrass anybody this morning, but I could go around just pointing fingers at people that I know. People that I didn't see at the beginning of 2022 that I'm seeing on January 1st, 2023. Because God brought restoration. God brought unity. God broke down the walls of bitterness the walls of hate the walls of offense and God brought healing in families aren't you glad we serve a God that loves our families that wants to bring healing in your family and deliverance in your family amen I saw people get their hearts right with God I saw young people that I saw young people start dating I I know that might sound like a little funny thing like that's a breakthrough well for many of them it is I saw young people start dating. I'm going, yes, hallelujah, when a man loves a woman. Right? And, you know, and you may say, and I'm not just saying that, I'm not trying to be funny, but I'm just saying, you know, God created man to have a woman. Isn't that right, Eric? All right, praise the Lord. Isn't that right, Uh, Pastor Andy? Isn't that right? All you men that are married, aren't you glad that God created a woman for you? All right. Man, that's your week. You had an opportunity to really get some points there. And you missed out on it. So I'm going to give you one more opportunity. Aren't you glad that God created a woman for you? Hallelujah. And so we've seen the Lord do all kinds of things in different people's lives. We've seen, again, just uh, in in family, in finances, in, um, in their health, just all sorts of things that have taken place. Over this past year we've had miracles, signs and wonders. You know why? Because Jesus saves, heals and delivers. Hallelujah. Do you believe that today? Turn in your Bible Bible. Excuse me, I'll get it out here. Habakkuk chapter 2. Turn in your Bible to Habakkuk chapter 2. We're going to start with verse 1. I have a message and this is really more of a prophetic declaration of what i believe the lord is speaking and what god is saying in the season of time that we're in right now it's one of the things that you know i'm always sensitive to the holy spirit and i'm always sensitive to the voice of the of the holy spirit you how many know the holy spirit will show you things to come do you believe that god that's what jesus said that the holy spirit will show you things to come he'll show you what's coming down the road so that things don't take you by surprise it may be surprising to others, but you know you've already been forewarned, and the Lord's already given you insight and shown you, uh, given you a window to peer into things that were coming down the road, and uh, and I think most of you know that this is a prophetic church. When I say a prophetic church, what I mean by that is number one, we believe in the fivefold ministry. Everybody say fivefold, and the fivefold ministry is we believe in the functioning of the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. We don't believe in just a three-fold minister, ministry, pastor, evangelist, and teacher. We believe in a five-fold ministry which uh, starts with the apostle and the prophet. How many of you know that there are still apostles and prophets in the church today? And uh, also being a prophetic church means this. We believe in the gifts of the Spirit in operation. <clears throat> it was very interesting. Somebody was telling me about a pastor that took Christmas morning to basically preach a message uh, on cessationalism. Now cessation, uh, cessationist basically believes that the infilling of the Holy Spirit, evidenced by speaking in tongues, is no longer um, is in operation within the body of Christ, or that no gifts of the Spirit whatsoever are actually to be in operation. Well, unfortunately, they got to me a little too late. Uh, how many of you know that the gifts of the Spirit and even the fivefold ministry, they are in the body of Christ until the church has come to the unity of the faith, to the full measure of the stature of Christ to complete maturity. Now it doesn't take a rocket science to, to figure out. If you look around right now, the church, the church is not at the place that it needs to be, right? How many would agree with me that there are believers that you know that haven't fully matured in Christ yet? Uh, How many of you, a couple of you, how many of you will be willing to admit that I have not fully matured in Christ yet? So we need all of the gifts of the Spirit along with the fivefold ministry in operation because that's what they are there to do. they're to edify, they're to build up, they're to make the body of Christ, the church strong. they're there to bring forth understanding, insight, revelation, all of these things. That's what the fivefold ministry. Well, again as a prophetic church, we believe in the operations of the gift. We believe that the Holy Spirit is still speaking today. Do you believe that today? How many of you believe that the Holy Spirit is still moving? How many believe that He is still speaking and saying things today? How many believe that the Holy Spirit is still revealing things to us? Now that was a big introduction to let you know that I'm going to be speaking this morning about what I believe the Holy Spirit is speaking to us right now. And every time I would pray to prepare for this message, and by the way, again today we've started two services. I'm excited about this. I'm not dreading it, I'm excited about it. I believe that this is an indication that God is doing something and that there is great revival that is coming to Bay County. There is great revival that is coming to the east side of Bay County. There is great increase that God is bringing into our community and into this region and this territory, hallelujah. And we have, uh, you know, there was a season of time we went back to one service just on the heels of the pandemic, thank God, and, you know, we we came together because people had gotten disconnected over the last several years, and I think it was good for that season, but really, over the last three months, we should have already been in two services. We had people coming in a la- uh, week before last, had people come in, couldn't find a seat, and they actually left, and this we know, just as a matter of fact, we know as a matter of fact, people have driven in to the parking lot, couldn't find a parking spot, and then actually. Actually just driven on and left and how many know that we've got to make room for what God wants to send understand this God never sends anything until you prepare yourself for it preparation is always on the front side it precedes manifestation I'll say that again preparation precedes manifestation and there's been numerous over and over prophetic words about what God was going to do in this area, this area, uh, this territory, and also within this local church body. Well, we had to make room, and so praise the Lord. This is the launching or the relaunching, if you want to call it that, of our two-service format, and you know what? God did great things in the two years that we had it during, during COVID, and God brought increase, and you know, we have seen over the last several months there has been a flood of people. Listen, I believe that that is only the down payment. It is only the Earnest of what God is going to bring and what God is going to do in this area, I am declaring to you prophetically that there is a wave of revival that God is bringing. That is going to touch this region. That's going to touch this area. That's going to change hearts. That's going to cause the lost to come into the kingdom of God, and they're going to come into the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. And by the way, I would encourage everybody, maintain a a good heart and a good spirit in the midst of everything because you know what I, you know, when new people come in and you see, this is not in my message, but, well, it is right now. But if you, whenever you see new people come in, reach out to them. Let them know that you love them. You reach out to them and let them know. Listen, you be the hands of Jesus extended in their life. You be the heart of God extended within their life. Amen? But anyway, Habakkuk chapter 2 said, I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and watch to see what he will say to me and what I will answer when I am corrected. Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run. Everybody say run. Please write down the word run, if you will, or underline it so that he may run that reads it. Whenever I was praying and seeking the Lord about what season we're in and what the Lord is saying for us right now at this juncture, what God is speaking to this local church body, and I don't. when I, when I say this local church body, I'm not just referring to us as a corporate entity, but I'm also speaking to those who are individual members of this church. So this word is not just for us corporately, but I believe it is a word to each and every one of us individually. And I kept hearing the Lord say this. This is what I heard the Lord saying. It is time to run. High praise, it's time to run. You know, there's been a lot of people that have been sitting around, but the Lord is saying, it's time to get off your blessed insurance and begin to run the race that God has set before you. And by the way, I don't care how old you are. Just because you're 85 doesn't mean you can't run. You might not be able to run in the natural, but hear this. You still got breath in your body, and you can still run in the spirit. Can I say this? You can still pray. You can still prophesy. You can still declare the word of the Lord. You can still be a blessing to somebody else around you amen and I believe that the Lord is speaking to our church that it is time high praise for you to run with a vision you know what's very interesting is there's nowhere in the Bible where it ever says to sit around and wait with a vision did you know that it doesn't say just sit around and wait it doesn't just say, you know, just wait there and do nothing until God does everything for you. The fact of the matter is, Paul actually referred to this in his writings, in his epistles, and he said that we are co laborers with Christ. A co laborer means that we work together with him. See, see, whatever the Lord does, he doesn't do it by himself. He does it through a man or a woman anointed by the Holy Ghost. That's the reason that you were baptized in the Holy Spirit. It's because he wanted you to be a co-laborer with him. He wanted you to be his hands extended. He wanted you to be his voice within the earth. And I believe that God is saying to this church today, he is saying to us individually and corporately, high praise, it's time to run, praise God. Would you look at somebody and say, it's time to run? You see, there is a difference between having a vision and then running with a vision. You know, you ask a lot of people, do you got a vision? Yeah, I've got a vision, you know. And and they can even tell you all the prophetic words that they've got. They can tell you all the dreams that they've had. And then you ask them, well, what are you doing with that? Well, I'm just waiting. And my friend, I believe the Lord is saying it's time to begin to run. It's time to begin to do something. You see, whenever the Bible refers to running, it is also meaning that it is time for us to work. It is time for us to put our hand to the plow. I know work is a dirty word for some people, but I want you to know that it's a Bible word. It's a good work. Amen? And God wants all of us to work. I'm not just talking about having a job, having a career. But the Lord is saying it's time for you to begin to put your hand to the plow, to what God has invested within your life, and begin to use what he has given you. Amen? Now that doesn't mean that you start handing out business cards saying I'm prophet or prophetess and will prophesy. Do y'all understand that? Uh, Don't take this to an extreme. There are measures, and by the way, there is a place and a function for every person within the body of Christ. You don't necessarily have to go out on the street corner and get you a soapbox and get you a speaker there and tell everybody they're going to hell. Y'all hearing what I'm saying? But how many know you can begin to be effective wherever you're at, wherever you're working, within your family, whenever you go to Walmart. There's plenty of people that need ministry. At Walmart, Amen. You talking about a mission field? Go to Walmart, praise the Lord, right? You that like to go to Starbucks? There's a mission field there. You know, they're they're captive. They're on their phones, drinking their coffee. Okay, I mean, you just I'm just using that as an example. You know, you can just name wherever you want. Go to Ross. You know what? Submission field. Be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and minister to people that are there. If nothing else, actually smile and say hello and God bless you. It'll shock some people. They may have to call EMS or something, you know. You say, God bless you, with a smile on your face. You know, we live in such a world where everybody's kind of to themselves and they're locked into their cell phones. And I don't wanna get too much in this, but I wanna tell you one thing. Don't allow things to distract you this year. And there's too many people that are getting so caught up in social media to where they can't do anything for the kingdom of God. They can spend five hours a day on Facebook, six hours a day, but they can't even make it to a church service. My friend, in the words of the Apostle James, these things ought not to be. Amen? We have an addiction in our society and culture today, and we can't get people off cell phones. You know, and listen, if you're going to build relationships with people, you might have to put it down for a moment. People are so concerned about their friends, and they want to listen to all the influencers. And uh, and please understand, I'm not trying to knock anybody, but, you know, I've come to the conclusion that many of the influencers are nothing but ear ticklers. And what they're doing, they're just saying something that everybody wants to hear, right? So that they can build an audience. And understand this, Jesus probably would not have been a popular influencer on Facebook whenever he walked the face of this earth. You know what, the scribes and the Pharisees would not have been sharing Jesus' posts, right? And we get so involved in this, it's amazing how many, uh, you know, what a way to start the year. You know, it's amazing uh, how many times I can look out there and I see people on cell phone. You think I don't see it, I do. You know what, put the cell phone down. If you want to review something for your Bible, I'm gonna talk about you, Will, praise God, or you, Nakia. But I'm just saying, you know, if you are, are you any of the front right here, okay? I recognize that people use it for their Bible, I recognize that, but you know what? There's a lot of people that start cruising. I'm gonna go look at my email and I'm gonna go, oh, I just had a thought I need to search this out on safari right now, listen you got just an hour and 15 minutes, an hour and a half, and why don't you lock into Jesus just for an hour and 15 minutes, an hour and a half a week, and why don't you forget about your friends for just a moment, and why don't you lock into what God wants to impart into your life? You will miss what God wants to do if you get locked into everybody else. Is this too strong for you today? Y'all still love me? You don't have a choice. Right? You know, but the reality is, you know, we are in we are a generation today. And again, I'm not, trying, I'm not trying to bash social media or anything like that. I'm just saying, you know what, we got to get our priorities right, okay? I got a Facebook account, all right? And, and, you know, and I post things regularly because I recognize that's where a lot of people live. But understand this, that is not to replace personal relationships that you have with others and more than that, personal relationship that you have with Jesus. Don't let that get in the way. Don't let that be the thing that begins to captivate you. Listen, at the end of a day, it doesn't really matter what your friend thinks. And you need to stop listening to your friend's voice and start listening to the voice of the Lord and what God has to say. What would happen in the church today if all of a sudden every hour and every minute that people spend on Facebook, they were actually studying their Bibles? Think about it. You know how much time you spend, right? You know what? And by the way, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at myself too. What would happen if for every minute the people are spending on Facebook and social media. They were actually spending in time, praying in tongues, and actually reading the Word and actually hearing the Word of the Lord preach. You know what? We would have a strong church. I'm not when I say church, I'm talking about the church universal. I'm not just talking about high praise. I'm talking about people in the body of Christ. Are y'all following me? Young people, do y'all still love me? Old people, do y'all still love me? Well, I got more old people that love me than young people. Listen, regardless of your age, you know, this is something for all of us. And maybe you're retired and all you're doing is sitting at home. That doesn't mean that you can't run with a vision. It doesn't mean that you can't do something. It doesn't mean that you can't get involved. doesn't mean that you can't put your hand in the plow. It doesn't mean that you're too old to do anything. Look, I'm 61 years old, you know what? And I'm just getting started. I said I'm just getting started and I don't care how old you are, you're just getting started. We're not at the end of the race, praise God. Uh, There's still a lot of race to be run. You know what, there's still a lot of books that God wants me to write and I'm going to write them. Can I tell you there's a lot of messages that God still wants me to preach and I'm gonna continue to preach them. Can I tell you there's a lot of people that God still wants me to prophesy to and I'm gonna prophesy to them. There's still a lot of people that God wants me to lay hands upon and bring an impartation. Can I tell you there's some spiritual sons and daughters that God wants raised up in this house and you know what i'm going to do i'm going to be faithful to do that my role might change over the years but understand this there's a vision that i'm going to continue to run with and you got to make a decision i'm going to run with a vision i'm not just going to sit around i'm going to run with a vision look at somebody and say i'm going to run you see what god's wanting to do today god's wanting to raise up some runners i said god wants to raise up some runners is there anybody here willing to be a runner today Anybody willing to be a runner today? Let me talk to this side. Is anybody over here willing to be a runner today? Is there anybody over here on this side you're willing to be a runner? Now listen, your pace might be a little bit different than somebody else. I like this side, by the way. You know, you know the, your pace, and by, I love y'all too. But anyway, your pace might be a little bit different than somebody else's pace. But understand, you just got to go the pace that you can make. Are y'all following I Go the pace that you can make. Mm, I like that. Go the pace that you can make right? There's a pace that God has for you, and you need to get in your stride, and you need to begin to come in. I'm going to run. I'm going to run with what God has for me. I'm not going to sit around. I'm not going to be waiting, and you know what? So much of my, uh, the church, and by the way, thank God, just yes, Jesus is coming, but I'm not sitting around with my thumb out waiting for the rapture bus when there's something that I need to be doing right now. Amen? And again, there's two extremes that we have many times in the body of Christ, and we need to find the balance. But the reality is we are called to run. Look at somebody say, it's time to run. Throughout Paul's letters, throughout his writings, he repeatedly exhorted the church to run. Run the race with patience is what he said. Nowhere are we ever told to sit with a vision and just wait. This is time for us, I believe both corporately and individually, to run with the vision that God has placed within our heart. I believe that we are in our church, and you personally, we're in a Kairos moment, a God-ordained time, where God is saying, no more crawling. Look at somebody say, no more crawling. Look at somebody say, no more loafing. Anybody here ever play football? Y'all play football? Anybody, anybody ever watch football? Okay. Uh, if you ever played football, you'll be able to relate to this. It was always a couple of people on the team that would loaf, you know what I'm saying? By loafing, I mean lollygagging around. You know what? And those are the guys that, whenever it came game time, they were gassed by the half. They were the people that weren't able to play. They really didn't do very well because they were always just giving it halfway. They were loafing. The coach would say, "Run a lap," and they would do it like this. You know, the your guys that have you know a fire on the inside of them, they're saying they're trying to see who can actually win. And uh, But, you know, you always got the guys that are just loafing and doing the minimal amount. Am I right, Ty? Is that correct? You've always got the guys that are just going to put in just only what they got to put in. Just enough to get by. And what happens then, those people in game time, because they're not conditioned correctly, they're going to be the ones that are totally beat in every play, particularly as the game goes on. You know, and uh, now I played. Just I played uh, what they used to call this. What they used to call it. I know it's probably not politically correct to call it that now, but this is what they used to call it. Does everybody understand it? But it was. Well, I'll just say it was like little league football. I won't even say the, the names they used for it. One was Pee Wee, and that's you can't even say that anymore. But nonetheless, uh, but the reality is, my dad was a coach, and um, and my dad. And you got to understand, we were not raised in a We were raised at a different time okay and i was nine years old ten years old playing and i'm telling you what if somebody loafed if somebody was uh not tackling correctly or whatever they'd actually make them go out there and hug a pine tree have i told you all this before or a telephone pole you can't do that now you know you're destroying somebody's psyche you know but the reality is this is what they used to do and the people that used to have to do that were the ones that were loafing the ones that weren't doing, Can I, I only say that to say this, you know what, there's sometimes that people are disqualifying themselves, all because they won't start doing something. In other words, what God wants to bring forth in your life is not held back by the Lord, it's held back by our lack of actually intensity and beginning to run with what he's told us to do. Does this make sense to you? It's not like God's saying you can't have it, it's just a matter of, we're not running. And I believe the Lord is saying, high praise, it's time to run. It's time to run. No more crawling or sluggishly walking. It's time to run. God has a vision and God has a purpose for us both individually and corporately. God has a vision that he wants to release within you for your own family. And by the way, when you read the Bible, the Bible's very specific about families. You know, one of the reasons we have our vision statement actually stated back there on the wall, we call it our vision wall, and it is to equip believers to build families. Everybody say build families. it it really functions in this order. You equip believers, you train them, you teach them, you give them the necessary tools. Why? So that First of all, they actually have a family that's together, right? You equip so that they can build families and then what do we do? We further the kingdom of God. Then that uh, causes us to begin to affect positively other people. We begin to reach outside the four walls of the church. Let me tell you, family is very important to the Lord. As a matter of fact, the qualifications for leaders within the church, particularly bishops and pastors, it specifically says that a, a man must rule well his own house because if he can't rule well his own house, how is he going to rule the house of God? The first requirement for anybody who's going to be a leader in a local church is that their family is whole, their family is put together. Y'all follow what I'm saying? That doesn't mean that their children are perfect. Okay, did you understand that? Even though I thank God for my children, I thank God for our three children, I thank God we didn't have any problems with our three children. Hallelujah. I never had to go get any of them out of jail. And that's no condemnation to somebody who may have had to do that with your kids. But I thank God. You know, one of the things, though, we kept them in the house of the Lord. We also, we, 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 we taught them the Bible. We taught them the way of the Lord. And not only that, we demonstrated what was right. And I'm not saying that to beat myself on the chest or Pastor Stacy's on the chest. What I'm saying is that these are the principles that we need to enact to have strong families. And as a result of it, praise the Lord, they're all serving the Lord today. Hallelujah. Doesn't mean that we always agree 100% on everything, but I'm telling you they're all serving the Lord today. Hallelujah. And one of the things that qualifies somebody to be a leader in the house of the Lord, to be a teacher and a minister and to stand behind the pulpit, is that their family's together. And that's the reason we have it out there. This is our vision, because I want to see your family put together. This isn't just about my family, this is about your family. This is about generations to come. Can I tell you, right now, in this church body, there's four generations. There's my mom and my dad. There's Pastor Stacey and myself, Pastor Joshua and Miranda, and then now there's their children. See, four generations are serving the Lord together. And I'm not saying that, again, to beat myself on the chest. I'm just saying this is a pattern that God wants to reproduce throughout this church body so that generations serve the Lord. That doesn't necessarily mean your kids are going to move here. Some of them might. But I'm just saying that you're all going to be serving the Lord together. Amen? And I believe that that, there's something, I don't want to get too far in this, but there's something about what, what starts in the head flows down into the body for those who are willing to receive it. If you despise it, you will reject it. If you despise family ministry, you will actually end up forfeiting a family anointing in your own life. Can I tell you one of the greatest things to celebrate? And I remember whenever I was on staff many years ago at Christian Internationals, one of the things that I celebrated was the fact that there was Bishop Hammond, Mom Hammond, and then there was Pastor Tom and Jane and also uh, Apostle Tom and Jane, and there was also uh, Tim and Karen and and, and then uh, also Sherilyn. You know, they were all serving the Lord together. And now, you know, some of the grandchildren of Bishop Hammond are beginning to step up and take leadership roles. I said all that just to say this. I didn't go... I didn't despise and begin to think, well, there's no place for me. No place for me because his family's involved. No. I celebrated that. You see, when you begin to celebrate God's blessing and the release of God's best within somebody else's life, you set yourself up to actually receive and begin to walk in the same thing. Is that making sense? But if you despise it, if, you, if, you, if that's something that begins to be something that you don't like, you'll end up actually rejecting, and that thing will actually be forfeited within your life. Listen, when I see God blessing somebody else, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to dance with you right whenever i see god's blessing you know when andy gets that new job you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna bless I, i'm gonna dance amen i'm gonna dance with him hallelujah it's on the way amen whenever i see god bless people i'm gonna dance when i see promotion come to gill you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna dance with him see i'm you, we can't take the attitude "Well, god that should have been me i've been serving you longer than that. You, are you following what i'm saying we can't allow envy. And this kind of disposition to begin to take hold of our hearts, we have to say, Lord, whenever you bless them, I'm in the same line. Lord, the same thing you did for them, you're not a respecter of persons. And if you did it for them, you'll do it for me also. Hallelujah. Amen. Maybe I'm too excited for January 1st. Too early to be this excited. Listen, I believe God, this is a great year that we're embarking on. There are great things that God has for you. God, great things. Your greatest days are yet ahead. Some of you have seen some powerful things, but I'm telling you that this is going to be a season that God is ushering us in. If we'll begin to run with the vision, What we're going to see is going to eclipse anything that we have ever seen in the past. What we're going to see God do in the way of revival is going to eclipse anything that we've seen in past years. What we we saw over 10 years ago when prodigals literally began to, y'all remember the prodigal revival that we had? I'm telling you what God desires to do is going to eclipse what we saw even within that revival. Listen, you may say, well, you don't understand my kids. I don't care where your kids are are at. I don't care how long it's been. I don't care what they told you. You know what my brother-in-law said? He would never serve the God that we serve but you know what? I watched him actually stand right there with his hands lifted, tears coming down his eyes and God did a mighty and marvelous work within his life and he was a part of our church for over a year. Don't you tell me he can't do it. I said don't you tell me he can't do it. I said don't you tell me that he can't do it. Let me tell you what, if he could do it for Jimmy, he can do it for anybody. He was going after everything and anything that was ungodly, anything that was unholy, anything that was unrighteous, everything that was destructive in nature, but God turned him around, and God will do it for Jimmy. God will do it for you, hallelujah, and he'll do it for your kids, and he'll do it for your family. Well, this is just something burning within me today. I believe that there is a fresh release of the oil of God for you to begin to grab a hold of, and God is going to cause family turn around to come. Listen, you may say, well, I prayed about this and it just seems like, and I've just resigned myself to que Sarah, whatever will be, will be. The future's not ours to see. Que Sarah. I'm telling you, it's time for you to stop singing that song and you need to begin to sing, don't you tell me he can't do it. Don't you tell me he can't do it. I've seen cancer disappear. I've seen broken bodies healed. Don't you tell me he can't do it. Amen. I've seen real life resurrection. I've seen families reunited. I've seen broken bodies restored. Don't you tell me he can't do it. I've seen prodigals return. I've seen God do these things. Don't you tell me he can't do it. Don't you tell me he can't do it. The Lord is saying it's time to run high praise. God saying, I got more of this message. I'm not going to be able to share it today. I believe that this is a prophetic exhortation to us today. The Lord is saying, it's time for you to begin to run. It's time for you to begin to run. Listen, if you'll begin to run, you're going to begin to see some things. If you begin to run, you're going to begin to see some things. If you begin to run, you're going to begin to see God do some things. Would you stand to your feet? If you begin to run, you're going to see God perform what he promised. You will see God actually do what he declared that he would do. This is the season to run with the vision. We're not going to sit around. We're not just going to talk about it. We're not going to say, won't it be wonderful whenever this happens? But we're going to run with the vision and we're going to see God perform it. And I declare in the name of Jesus over your family because the Holy Spirit is speaking this today that your family, it will be reunited. The Holy Spirit is speaking today that your prodigals are returning in the name of Jesus. Would you lift your hands right now? God's changed, even some of them that are saved, but they're just not plugged in and they're not actually aligned with the plan of God for their life. But God's gonna realign some things within their lives. Lord, we thank you that today you are the God that will bring things around within our life you're the god of the turnaround you're the lord of the breakthrough and we thank you lord today that you're causing things to turn within our lives we say yes lord we will run yes lord we will run everybody say that yes lord uh, we will run come on say yes lord uh, we will run yes lord uh, we will run i will run with a vision i will run with a vision no more sitting around no more just talking about it i'm putting my hand to the plow it's a new season it's a new season and i'm running with a vision in jesus name now give him glory and give him praise hallelujah come on give him some praise today god's raising up some runners god's raising up some runners today he's raising up some runners we're running with the miraculous power of God we're running with the word of the Lord we're running with destiny and purpose in Jesus name if everybody bow your head for just a moment perhaps there's somebody this morning you say pastor I'm not where I need to be this morning not where I need to be with the Lord but I want to make things right with God today that you want you to raise your hand Raise your hand up high so I can see it. I'm not where I need to be with the Lord, but I want to make things right with God today. If that's you, raise your hand up high. Anybody here this morning? Anybody here this morning today? Now is the accepted time. Today is the day of salvation for you. If you're here and you don't know the Lord, you don't have a you don't know without a shadow of a doubt if you died you'd go to be with Jesus. If that's you, raise your hand up high. We'll give you an opportunity. Yes, I believe the Holy Spirit is moving on you today. Lord, we just thank you now. Lord God, just for the convicting power of the Holy Spirit, in Jesus' mighty name, in Jesus' mighty name. Can you look at somebody and say, it sure is good to be saved. Hallelujah. Just lift your hands to the Lord one more time. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing within this church body. I'm gonna have our teams come up. If you need any prayer this morning for anything, whatever it might be, our team's gonna be here to pray for you. If you need healing, if you need deliverance, if you've been struggling in an area of your life, Our team's going to be here to minister to you today. We love you and bless you, and we say Happy New Year to you. But he's too good to not believe. I declare your blessing over your people. I declare that the head and not the tail above and not beneath, that you bless the work of their hands, that everything they touch succeeds and prospers. I declare, Lord God, that you bring your blessing, manifested blessing in every realm of their life, spirit, soul, and body. In this upcoming year, this year that we have entered into, we thank you, Lord God, for the increase that you're bringing In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Can you give the Lord a shout of praise this morning? Thanks again for downloading this podcast. We trust that this message has blessed, encouraged, and edified you. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss a message here from High Praise. Also, you can follow us on social media, on Facebook, and on Instagram. And don't forget to go subscribe to our YouTube channel. We'll be back soon with another incredible message. God bless you, and have a great week.